I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking World Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome on back to Prem de la Prem, guys. Today is Wednesday, February 24th. I'm back in the saddle with my virtual co-host, Patrick Crowley. And if you don't love us at our once-every-two-week cadence during busy season, you don't deserve us when we're cranking out content left and right down the line towards the summer. But for all intents and purposes, we're very happy to have you guys back for another week. I almost went full Last Fan Standing heel. Um, for those of you who check us out on that platform, you'll know the kind of tone that we set. I think it's it's good to keep it good cop for the fans, the true fans here on Prime de la Prime. We still love you guys. Oh, of course. Yeah, I was thinking about making the fans my freak of the week uh, for, for, for having some of our viewership numbers drop, but then I realized I'd only be talking to the people that were helping us. So, much right. respect to you guys. It's right. all love. Appreciate it's you all staying love, with us. It's all love, but if us. you go to Last Fan Standing, it's on site. I think we're... You have we're, to pay for love. Let's just say right Stockholm question. Syndrome exists for a reason, and we did our research and we found out that it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can actually have some good, good, uh, good times on there, test your trivia knowledge... Make some money. Make some real moo law. Nice one, Pat. Anyway, yeah. lots to catch up on this week. A was historic... that not the ad read? You got something else? That wasn't the time for the ad read? No, that was the perfect time for the ad read. I didn't even oh, okay. have an ad read. You oh. just did it. That's great. We're sponsored by Last Fan Standing. Trivia app. Download it. Google. Android. Motorola Razor. Coming soon. Nokia. Um, bye, bye, bye. <sighs> I cannot wait to break even on that. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> Lost to catch up on this week. A historic Merseyside Derby. A historic battle at the bottom of the table. I guess everything's technically historic. Because um, it's in the history books. So, hashtag blade down. Um, there was an unstoppable Man City meeting a, a, a movable object. There was... Well, Patrick, maybe the best place to start is the Battle for London. Featuring two former disgruntled Manchester United managers. I think of I think of them as like the two Muppets who hang out in the uh, the eaves of an opera and just and just yell insults down. You know what I'm talking about? I do, I do. Though I think Moyes is a little classier. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe if he's unhappy, he, Moyes is just riding a high right you now. You only you only sing when you're winning. I think is the old adage. Mm, uh, mm. He's at the oh, opera. Oh wait, right now. Patrick, it's burning on my mind. Before we get into us into that. Uh, thoughts on the referee who squared up to the uh, championship player in, in that match last week? Just went full headbutt. I mean, players need to be put in their place. I'm sick and tired of um, you know people surrounding a referee, begging for a card, or that wasn't a card. Like referees yeah. need to be able to control the game. Normally, uh, you just get the Mike Dean googly eyes. Yeah, but that 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 can't be happening. Uh, I, I can't imagine he's refereed in the championship again. I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's so. That's a bridge too far. No, yeah, I mean it's hilarious, but it's you, you can't be doing that. You can't be like I would love for someone to like, you know, like a little petulant foul or someone like if uh, you know like think of to like the Pepe. Uh, Alioski incident like if Pepe was like oh you're down okay why don't I just stomp you out like great entertainment but like you would never be able to do like you can't do no. that and you deserve no. to be punished horribly um, so I love it when people lose their head uh, but I, I do think that you can't be doing certain things and that's one of them 
You don't think there's something great. to be said about refs pushing back? Also, I do think it was amazing that he squared up and then dished out the yellow card. He sent him off later. Oh! Plot yeah. twist. Wow. Yeah, he sent him off that later. That was a grand finale I, didn't, I wasn't even aware of. No, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I found that in the comment section of Twitter or Reddit, so who knows whether that's true or not. But it, I <laughs> look, I, I like that players, players need to be put in their place. And I think we talk about it. I'm not going to go down one of my rants again about how we got to, you know, penalize people for diving. But, you know, uh, what is, was it dissent is a yellow card. Just start freaking flinging those things around. You have those tools. But then again, mm. I don't really want that because look what we have in the NBA. You look at the ref the wrong way, you get thrown out of the game. Do you think they go to VAR if a, uh, a referee uses a headbutt motion and a player goes down like he's dead? What's that the protocol there? Fourth official on. They make, the him go, out. they make him go to the monitor. They make the ref own... go to the monitor. Yeah, and I think yeah. if he has to send himself off, he just spontaneously And a cruel combusts. twist of fate. <laughs> yeah. What was he's got to go out and wave off the other card and then give himself <laughs> a card. And what, then everyone's going to be like, who's that card for? And he's like, me. But like, you can only hold the card up. You know what I mean? What it's going to be yeah. great theater. Yeah. What was that Dixon's Law that we had? I, you know, regrettably, I'm not tracking all of them for, for the book that we're going to make, but where we said the fourth official has to sub in for the ref at a certain point. What, what was mm. that one? Oh. I'm trying I'm to remember. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It, I mean, it probably had something to do with, like, botching the VAR call. I think something. that's what it was. Yeah. If you got the VAR call wrong, the fourth official strips down out of, like, the tracksuit and it reveals full kit enters the game i think what if you incorporated like a fan voting segment like if you got 80 percent or more wrong call just assuming that like i brought that up fans on either side how do we fix the rules and you laugh me out of the building although i do think fan vote is subject to extreme bias (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i think in practice it probably wouldn't work so well but you know you know what they say sometimes james you just you basically planted a seed in my head and then subconsciously uh, I just let that thing grow into the beautiful Steered flower the ship. Th- that I presented here tonight, and of course you are you're you're now able to take credit for that idea because uh, I don't have any recollection of you doing that. So that well, is an well amazing way to articulate stealing someone's idea. Again, you know we are where we are, and I'm excited that we've Let's reached point. <laughs> this stage. You know this we've 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 come a long way as a unit. I'd like to stay that way. So uh, carry on. I believe you had a, an agenda. Spurs versus West Ham, guys. Battle of London. Um, maybe we start with this quote from Jose Mourinho. There are problems in the team that no coach can fix. <laughs> I saw a headline. I saw a headline that was uh, sacking Mourinho would cost Spurs $40 million. Yeah, so Daniel Levy maybe staying the blade this time around. But I feel like anyone could have told Mourinho about Spurs before he took the job, my guy. It's like... It's What's up with this Spurs team? They they always seem to bottle it. Yeah, well, I mean, not even not even that. It's it, it, look you can you can blame the team if you want. There's a few games where I I think that they, you know, with Mourinho's game plan, they had the chances and didn't take them. I'm I'm forgetting the exact uh, their exact kind of run of form and what that game was. Forgetting what it was, maybe it was even the um, maybe it was the Chelsea game. I think you kind yeah, yeah I think the, you can the, kind of look at it as like before the new year, before Christmas and after Christmas, where like beforehand you get Harry Kane or Son on a on a breakaway or a three on two or, or whatever and um they're taking their chance. Like it's it's no were, questions asked. And and they then, were so you know, clinical. Yeah. They were so clinical early on, which I think up. allowed mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it allowed them to play that Mourinho football. You know, uh, you can play behind the ball if you've got the points. The other team's got to come for it, and then you have, like, like you said, just two of the two of the most dynamic and lethal uh, guys on the counter in the league, and they were on fire early on in the season. But now, you know, they're uh, they're, they're they're just not. You know, he plays like what? What do you want? He plays a practical brand of football, Mourinho. Yeah, he plays a practical brand of football, and it's not beautiful. It's not something that fans, you know, probably say, you know, that's exactly how I want my team to play. But he gets results, generally speaking, and so you can ride with that. But when he stops getting results, there's not a whole lot left to like. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't think I'm being overly cruel here as an Arsenal fan. No, no, no. As a fan who suffered lifeless. through a Mourinho yeah. tenure, it's all fun and games until the results dry up. And you, you remember, like. I want to know how Mark's feeling, and I'd love to tap into that old melon of his, but, you know, Thomas and I have been texting a bit throughout the season, and that's exactly what he says. He's like, wow, this team, when you're not winning, sucks. Like, no one likes a Mourinho team unless you're getting the dubs. Yeah, yeah. They're in a, they're in a I think in, it's, it's it's crazy. I think he's lost, like, it's, it's been like six games or like I forget what the number is, but he's. I mean, they've, they've got one win in their last five. All four of the other games are losses. Mourinho is mm-hmm. in the worst managerial spell of his career. Uh, he had another great quote this week. Uh, oh, where he said, thank you for steering some, the ship in this direction. About the tactics, this one's even better. Yeah. Do you have it? Do you have it in front of you? Because I'd rather not butcher it because it was gold. Yep. I got it right Go here it. in front of me. Got it right here in front of me. And uh, do you remember back when we did Who's Man's, where like you always knew what a Mourinho quote was because it would it would like disagree with itself and have two different run-ons and go on tangents. This is no exception. I want to know which coach has always had blue sky and never cloudy or a bit dark. Perhaps only a coach who was always at a dominant club in a league. It shows how beautiful my career has been. Does it make me depressed? No, it's a challenge. So he goes from trying to make an analogy about him going through his roughest patch as a coach to saying he's actually been the most dominant coach in English football history. It's peak Mourinho. It's incredible. And he I think like changes the, course. Yeah. <laughs> quote. That wasn't even the quote I was I was referring to. The, oh. he had he had another one where he said, I don't have the quote in front of me, but something to the effect of like somebody asked him if he questions his tactics. And he said, "No, I don't question my tactics. My mine and my coach's approach or tactics or whatever it is are second, second to none. none in the world." That's yeah. Which yeah. I I think we we were talking about the Mount War Mount Rushmore uh, of coaches, and I think that there's two, maybe three shoe ins, and then I think Mourinho's in the mix for like, can he get on Mount Rushmore? So I don't. I mean, he's a, he's a phenomenal manager. He's got an illustrious career. In his tactics, yes, they get the job done, uh, but I don't think anyone's putting them at number one in the world and I think it's just due to the the way the way his teams generally set out and play football and the way the game's changed like no doubt no doubt he was doing it in the mid-2000s and it worked you know you look at how those Chelsea teams ended mm-hmm. up being the teams to concede the least amount of goals in in the Premier League and that record still stands but um that's the last They're dominant in Europe Chattel, too. by the way They're uh, dominant in Europe they weren't just in the league they were they were they were an absolute force to be reckoned yeah. with on the world scale but now I was reading the way Mourinho does his uh, his training sessions. It's not about creating chances or attacking opportunities or what to do. Obviously, what to do on the counter, but more so, how do other teams play, and how do we set up to stifle them? Not what is like the Spurs' way of playing. 
and how can we express ourselves? And it says certain players, you know, are starting to get very fed up with it, and you can kind of imagine who those players would be. Yeah, yeah. I, as an Arsenal fan, it was kind of what you hoped for out of the Mourinho tenure that it would kind of go go a little bit sideways. Um, but you know, as a it, it, you do, you do feel for those players. They and it's a mentality thing, right? It's a mentality thing because you go into these games and you think, okay, how do we stop the other team they're they're taking that approach to Brighton and then they got the same on the other hand you could say how do we impose ourselves on this team and every now and right. again you see it they go through a tough run they, they go through a tough run of games they have a couple tough results and there, there's a lot of teams that kind of fall in this bucket and then pride kicks in and they say you know what we're better than these people and then they just go thrash a mid-table or lower table team just absolutely destroy them play beautiful football and the week later they're back to their same kind of you know ugly, ugly ways and again they're not unique in that bucket of, of, of teams that you know haven't quite got it all figured out they don't know who they are they don't know what they're bringing to each no, uh, each individual not. game and and it's just it's it's got to be frustrating when you have the likes of Harry Kane the likes of Hingman Son and you know Ndombele was was free he was open he was you know looking like a, a proper Premier League midfielder earlier and I know it's, it's like what you know it's been a month of, of poor form for them, so it's, you know the ship's the, the ship hasn't sailed yet. But uh, they're down to ninth in the league, and mm. people sh- certainly had a lot to say about um, you know other teams when they were kind of outside of those Euro- European places. And I think Spurs are a team right. that Mar- this is Mourinho's second season, ambitions of a trophy. Uh, you, you have to think that that's that's where they should be. So they've they've got some work cut out, or else you know I mean, what, I, I I don't I don't know if. I, I think we're going to start seeing to him bring him, but some yeah, I don't, yeah. smoke in the Europa League. Curious to see who they draw next round, and I hope it's a, I hope it's a stonking matchup because Mourinho is going to start bringing the heat there. Patrick, it, I want to. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, if I didn't care about Spurs winning a trophy, the scene of Mourinho kind of holding up his, you know, his hand to his ear like he did at Juventus after winning the Europa League, it would almost be worth it, wouldn't it? It would almost be. If they happen to win the the trophy, and that doesn't happen, that's just what what's the point, James? What's it's a crime. Point? It's a yeah. crime to football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as is the delicate balance of nature, with poor performing Mourinho teams, you get unhinged, beautiful Mourinho quotes. And I do want to bring it back to the original quote of "There's problems in this team, no coach can fix." Hint, hint. Players. You know, I feel like that's just where the mind goes. And I want to ask you this. Could a different manager be getting more out of this team than Mourinho? And maybe the maybe the answer is obvious. Um, maybe it's a little more complicated than, than it seems on the surface. Because they did a side-by-side with Pochettino's last year. Or they matched up the amount of matches Mourinho's been in charge for with Pochettino's last games. Side-by-side. And Mourinho has now ducked underneath Pochettino's record when he was on his way out. So, yeah, I mean, my, I didn't know what the stats were, and I, I was prepared to be humbled, but I was going to say yes, Pochettino did it, and I think that it's a style. I don't want to say, you know, Mourinho's passed it, right? But you know, he was able to impose his style um, at what was it, Porto, right? And they were the little guys, right? You know, and so they were trying to get points off the big guys. Uh, he did a similar thing at Milan, uh, famously knocking off uh, Pep's Barcelona. 
And then, you know, went to Real Madrid, went to Chelsea, where you could play that way. You had leaders in the team, defensive leaders in the team, but you also had world-class attacking talent. World-class attack, like all-time attackers, both those clubs. And now he still has some of those things, but you're right. I think his tactics have changed to a place where the modern player, like... And maybe this is all players, but they people want to get after it. They want to, you know, they want to, they want to, um, you know, play on the front foot. Yeah, or, or just like in, enjoy their football. I think enjoying enjoying football is something that has become a little bit more kind of clear to me. You know, just especially it's, watching Arsenal. It's just like if if you can't if you can't win or if you know you suck, that's fine. But just like have a go. You know, have the modern a go. player mentality. I think it's fair to say definitely changed. Definitely. Yeah, changed and so I think that he could manage. You know, I. Oddly, I think Everton may have been a good fit for him. Obviously, Ancelotti's over there, but that could have been like a good fit for them, kind of like an underdog type team. Like I, I mean, Spurs, I get are, are you know they, they they don't have really the trophies and, and all that, so they they do have like something to strive for, a chip on their shoulder, sure. Uh, but I, like maybe even like a Leeds, like or, or but a more or, industrious or, team. Yeah, a than, team that's like one that has flair in their side that's just being ignored. I, let me let me put it this way: I think that that Mourinho could probably like assuming that he could get. A team like Burnley onside because Sean Dyche has him onside playing effectively the same brand of football. If Mourinho could get a team like Burnley onside, I think he could get much more out of Burnley than Sean Dyche could. But I just that don't. Is a phenomenal comparison. But I don't think the Atletico Madrid of England, I believe. He 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 could probably walk right into Atletico Madrid with that like that mentality of player. The question I think you have to ask is like, can he create that culture within a team anymore? And you know, we're, we're going off two instances, right? We're going off United, we're going off Spurs, and those are those are different types of challenges. Those are teams that traditionally play a very free and open and fast-paced brand of football. So it's a shift, cultural shift. I think he needs to find a better cultural fit. And, you know, I don't... I mean, stay. Stay as long as you want, or cost the club $40 million. Win-win. But <laughs> I just don't... It doesn't... He had him on side for a bit, and he's lost him to me. So I do think another coach could get more out of him. Uh, I, I, I think that there's plenty of talented coaching candidates out there that Spurs could go for. I think they had one of the best coaches in the world in Pochettino, but the time had just kind of run out. So I'll be interested to see what they do next. I'm interested in what they could do. Um, they got, they, they, they got um, Tom's boy Ledley King, I think, is on the bench. Who knows? A little, little interim manager. Get the fans back on side for a bit. It's always a classic move. But, hey, yeah. it's not too late. The ship has not sailed, as you said. Could be a bounce back in their future, and they'll start at home too, believe it or not, Patrick Burnley. But I want to talk about West Ham. It would be a disservice, a disservice, Patrick, to not talk about fourth place West Ham. We know the race for top four is all that matters. How could we not? Right. It quite literally is, as, as established on last time or last week's or whatever's pod. That is what we're here for. And David Moyes is a man with a mission, and he's coming for that ass. In his words, his post-match press conference wasn't quite as quote-worthy, but uh, he did say they haven't even hit top gear yet. Wild. Wild. Mm-hmm. A team led by the attacking talents of Jesse Lingard and the defensive talents of Craig Dawson has not hit top gear yet. I mean, the team's incredible. The team's incredible. It's, it's, a, it's a fun team to watch. Uh, it's nice to see Jesse Lingard... You know, first of all, wearing a different kit that's beautiful, playing at his level, and enjoying his football hey, again. That's not even bringing me down, Patrick, because I love it just as much as you do. It and wasn't not just intended. For, not just for transfer value. Like, I genuinely love seeing him happy. I, he's, he's such a likable guy. I like being able to like him playing for West Ham. Like, I genuinely mean that. 
Like the second he goes back to United, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be about him anymore. But I think he is such a likable guy, and and I and I think that he is a like he he's always been an industrious type of player. So him getting to a club where he's never not a little bit more hard, yeah. No, no, I think that was never a complaint. I do have to call him out. I think he said something um, to the effect of, you know, he never really got his 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 shot to get back and back on the team. Like, bro, you've been there for quite some time. You've had plenty of opportunity. Like, let's not like I do think that he's he, this is this is a great great fit for him. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, right now. Certainly in the short term, he's enjoying his yeah. football. Mikel Antonio, forced to be reckoned with, absolute beast, forced mm-hmm. to be reckoned with. Big body. He is causing problems. He is very difficult to defend. Uh, Suchek, I don't know how many goals that guy had. He's, he, here's another, here's a little little bit. Leave it for you. Suchek's going to have the most headed goals in Premier League history by the time he retires. <laughs> that's going to happen. Guaranteed. That, that's a take, Quake. I was going to, I don't know if this is take year, but I would say Suchek and Declan Rice, arguably the best double pivot in the Premier League right now. Yeah, no, it's, I don't think that's a take, Quake. I, I have to think about other sides, and then I start thinking about Manchester City, and then it's like, okay, probably not. But Declan <laughs> Rice getting snubbed by Chelsea because they will be too butthurt of him going, like buying him back might be the best thing for his career. He's kicking on. He's doing great. He's going to be the captain of this team. Go on. Like, if Chelsea doesn't want you, stick it to him. You can kick him out of the Champions League. Tell him, tell him yeah. you know, hold hold this. And then, you know, move, move along with your new club. We see, like, ambition of a, a clubs like Leicester, uh, who, another club that, I don't know if they're on our agenda tonight, but all the injury excuses we're making for other sides, they've had it probably worse than anybody there in the top four. West Ham setting that ambition. We know what Villa's trying to do. They're spending a little bit more, certainly. Leeds making a move. Wolves did it a couple years ago. Like all these other mm-hmm. clubs are on notice, and so for me, there's going to be. I I like rooting. I mean, I don't root for him. You know what I mean? But I like seeing people like Declan Rice sticking with the 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 underdog. I would love to see Jack Grealish stay with Aston Villa. I would love for the top four to be a legitimate battle every single year, not some sort of foregone conclusion. Where it's something there is a nice there is pride. a nice element to that, right? Like not yeah not not cat not, not like just cowtailing to uh, the top four and they're just poaching of your best players because it just keeps that disparity that much different. But if they do stick around, it, it creates a wider gap and a much more exciting top four race. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I, and I don't know if they have the legs. I think that that's, that, that, that's their test, right? You know, we've Southampton, weren't, weren't they, weren't they, weren't we talking about them? Are they a European Stop place team? Stop the bloody count. Oh, and now they, oh, yeah, that's taking oh. on a whole new meaning. Yikes! Yeah, they want to stop the count in a different way. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, but West Ham, you love to clown David Moyes. He's easy to clown. He suffers from the same thing that Ollie suffers for—it's a crippling, crippling case of dumb face. But he's mm-hmm. doing a great job with the lads. I think all it took was him to step home, coach a couple games by Skype, see the bigger right. picture. He's got it all sorted now, and they're cruising. They're humming. Sometimes a man wins. must take a step back to see the bigger picture closer. I only, believe that was Confucius. Only the two Manchester sides have lost more games than West Ham United. That's certified That's, brazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. All right. Well, let me ask crazy. you this, Patrick. Bubble or level? That's a new Prem to Prem game we just made up. Are they in a bubble that's going to burst, or is this level? And I will take this moment to be man enough to say they were my third team going down this season. I'm just going to hold that L real quick. This is mm. a pod about honesty and integrity. Yeah, they got forty-five the points. Level. They hit that threshold. 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, God, I don't think we need to worry about safe. that. Mm-hmm. Also, congrats Call an to ambulance. Liverpool. They're on 40 points me. as well. So, congrats to Liverpool. They made it there as well. Uh, West Ham, bubble or trouble or level? Um, wow. I mean, I think that they're... I think this is a bubble. However... And this is just a great job of me sitting on the fence. Little column A, column B, James. The way things shake out this year, they're a legitimate contender for Champions League for me. Okay. So I don't think that they'll be able to sustain this going forward. I think in a proper season. Uh, and I, I wanted to touch on kind of the top of the table in the other top five leagues at, at some point in this episode. A little man of culture. So we'll leave that there. But this okay. season, it's all to play for and it's for the taking we're seeing City take it we're seeing other teams do the exact opposite of that Sheffield United ahem uh, and then you know of course of course Southampton you know we, we can we've seen meteoric, meteoric rises and falls so West Ham I think they can sustain this for another 13 games so yes I think this is their level so to speak for this season maybe they sneak into the Champions League I think that's probably unlikely I think that they finish in a, in a, in a European spot even but, so even yeah, so, but I do I do think that they will they will get notched back down to size mm-hmm. in just a mm-hmm. year's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting run of form coming up for them, Patrick. What's their next game? City away. Yeah, they're plus um they're plus eleven hundred in that. If you feel like they're going to break cities, yeah, I mean, it's we'll just get so there. tempting. It's so tempting. It's we'll not worth it. I've tried like eighteen times in a row. All right, last question for you. What would David Moyes' instrument be in Jesse Lingard's band of celebrations? I, you know, shout out uh, mm. Pablo Fornals coming in with what seemed to be like the low bass, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or Spanish guitar, perhaps more more appropriate. <laughs> Did you see that meme where it was like, uh, like I'm not e- like some guy was like I'm not even sure Fornals can speak English, and Lingard's got him playing the playing the guitar <laughs> in two weeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> David Moyes is an instrument. He feels like a um, big instrument, small reed. I'm going bassoon. I'm going bassoon. I think he's got a long <laughs> honker, but a really delicate <laughs> lip on it. Big instrument, small reed. <laughs> I didn't mean anything by the that. Bassoon. I was just, I was just imagine, picturing, just picturing imagine. him gently placing his lips on the on the reed of a bassoon. On an imaginary bassoon. Imagine seeing that picture and someone going, oh, wow, Moises is making that bassoon sing. I think they that when you, when you play a bassoon, if you played a bassoon, it's kind of like you have to make the face like you're trying to hold eye contact in a conversation but search for a straw. I think that's how you play a bassoon. <laughs> oh, too good, too good. It might not go well in the... Uh, band with a flute but i am not a composer that mm-hmm. much is clear patrick man city against arsenal do we even want to talk about this how much time do we even want to spend on this this was meant to be city's tough run of fixtures and they have just rolled over every team without even getting out of first gear to quote david Moyes. yeah i suppose i mean i can i can breeze right through it you, you kind of hit the highlights um arsenal give up a really highlights cheap they were Cheap goal early. I'll do some advanced analytics at some point and figure out if it's an, a statistical outlier, but I feel like they do a great job of giving up goals in the first 15 minutes. Actually, James, in the last um, six league games against Manchester City, 
the latest time that Arsenal has conceded is 15 minutes into the game. Wait, sorry. So, give me that one more time. In the last six league games between Arsenal yes. and Manchester City, the furthest into the game Arsenal have kept a clean sheet is 15 minutes. That's insane. So That's crazy. And you would think Arteta would have changed that. And I can only imagine how frustrating it is when your entire week's game plan is like how to keep defensive sturdiness against Pep. And it's like, oh, two mm-hmm. minutes in, and I've got uh, Xhaka and El Nani as my double pivot. Well, yeah. well fellas. <laughs> Going to be a long one. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was... And the funny thing is, I, I came... I, I Obviously, City's run form is just so impressive. And, uh, you know, you, you hope you show up. You hope you get something out of it. And Arsenal showed up flat. Uh, I watched a documentary on the building of Barcelona. And is that right? The, the day before. Didn't know that, Patrick. Well, the fans didn't. And so okay. I go into that game and I'm like, all right, let's get into it. Flip it on. Coffee's not even warm yet because it's still in the, <laughs> Wait. the bag. <laughs> the co- it's, it's, in the, it's brewing, so it's not warm yet. You know what I mean? The coffee is yet to be turned. It's just grounds and water. I haven't even reached the coffee stage yet. The coffee's not warm yet because I haven't made it. Coffee, yeah, exactly. I mean, fair. That's, that, that was the situation. Uh, coffee's not even warm yet, and... Lo and behold, they've already conceded. And I'm just like, okay, let's see what's going to happen here. Can we do anything? Our game plan didn't really change much. I thought Arsenal played okay if you consider the fact that, um, like, if you remove context, right? If it was a 0-0 game, great. Uh, but City, I think, were just willing to let Arsenal... It was, it, was, it was like a game of chicken, but City didn't need to move. And Arsenal were just kind of waiting for them to move, waiting for the move, waiting mm-hmm. for the move. And then 90 minutes was- wore out. The proverbial wolf playing with its pheasant dinner, just yeah. like it was. Not, Arsenal were waiting for City to stretch. City never stretched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Arsenal were relatively strong defensively. I mean, one nil against City's. In if you don't watch the they game, one nil against not City's collapse. not a bad result. They recovered right? well. They did not collapse. Yes. Let's put it this way: if I slept through the game and saw the scoreline, I'd be like, okay, all right, fair enough. So, right, but you, like I didn't. You just I watched pass the game. out. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't a fun one to watch. Um, but yeah, really poor from uh, from Tierney and Holding. Uh, Tierney even said after the game, just completely knackered, and didn't think he was going to play the whole game. Which is like, okay, <laughs> great, <laughs> really great. Uh, the lengths no, Lee, the lengths Lee Dixon went to uh, defend Kieran Tierney at every turn. Oh, the, I mean, I don't know about every turn, but the one where he, uh, I, I mean, I've, I think I'm on the air as having said this. Like Kieran Tierney has a reputation of being like real tough guy, and like you know, every time he goes down. You hear the announcer saying, like, you know, Tierney's not the type to go down. It's because he's Scottish. He and most he is certainly the, is. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He is the type to go down. He absolutely I'm not gonna, is. I'm not going to bring the R word into that, but I, I do think that is his, like, Scottish tough guy persona that he creates. I don't even think that he creates it. I just think it kind of exists with it. Oh, dude. I mean, you're, you're pointing at the camera when you're out there warming up in the snow with your short sleeve and no gloves. Well, I'm, I'm on the record for saying he's an idiot for that one. He's just being he's a hardo. Yeah, yeah, but he's like smiling. He like I, he he doesn't strike me as much of like a Scottish hardo as say like McTominay does. You know, like McTominay exactly. seems like a guy you don't want to mess with. Tierney is like, exactly. dude, Scottish, but I mean, I don't want to mess with any Scottish guys for the record, no. especially if any right. are listening. Like you, my guys, but no, I'm not picking a fight with you. I will send you into battle on my behalf, uh, respectfully, of course. Anyway. Right. Um, yeah, that was great. You got like Lee Dixon was like, oh, maybe just the the force, the force made him 
hurt his head or something. Yeah, I don't know. and there was obviously that one where he just dove, and he was talking about the force. A, yeah. And then another one. A, yeah, there was another one. This, I actually I actually preferred this one when Tierney's uh, going down the left wing, goes to cross it into the box, shanks it, skies it into Rosie out for a goal kick. And Dixon goes, "Oh, you can tell he's frustrated. There was no, there was no one in the box." <laughs> and it's like, well, normally in that scenario, you play it into the box and no one meets it. Yeah, you can tell he's frustrated. There was no you one in the box. You don't sky it out of bounds. That's not how that works. <laughs> Harry Maguire. Uh, yeah, no, and I and I love Tierney, and I, I, I'm I don't get offended when people say he rolls around on the ground a bit. Every every team's got those guys. I'd like if if he cut it out of his game, but it's part of the game, and I accept mm-hmm. that. And I've made my opinions clear about how we think we need to get it out of the game. I would love mm-hmm. for VAR to do that and say. Hey, Cancelo, yellow card for you. You did railroad the dude, Tierney. Yellow card for you. No one touched your face. Let's get on with it. You know, I would love for that to be like a, a situation that comes out. Could have taken, how long did it take us to, for Tierney to get up off the ground? You can review the whole incident, get it sorted, and move on with it. And guess what? He's probably not doing that too often again. At least, you know, like, uh, like I mean, Sala, fl- he's throwing his hands up too much. But Sala used to be pretty good at grabbing the part that actually got hit. You know, that's the, I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. He could he could identify what was gonna. Maybe know, that is the Scottish in him. Maybe Scottish people. They, they, maybe they just aren't very good at, at, at faking that stuff. So he's just like, do I got to hold my head? I see Lacazette do it all the time. It's like, no, no, no. Laka will hold his back. He will hold his knee. He will hold his ankle. Mm-hmm. He knows what to hold when he gets hit. Uh, but no, I'm not reading yeah, too much in into your the lane. game. Stay in your lane. I'm not reading too much in the game. Uh, you know, we're we're we got Leicester, which you know that'll be a fun one. You know, see how see how we turn up in that one. Will be a fun one, you know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it draws out a more exciting game. Sure. Mm-hmm. But Patrick, I know this is what you really wanted to talk about. We, you don't want to talk about Arsenal exactly right now. The spice the of battle life. at the bottom. Hashtag blade up, or are we are we letting that one die a semi honorable death before we drag it through the mud for yet another week? Yeah. So I think Fulham was the Fulham was the big game they needed. Would have mm-hmm. put them on fourteen points. 11 from safety. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. But 14 from safety. You gotta think they're gonna have to catch. 14 plus goal difference. Anyway, continue. Well, I mean, I'd imagine they'd cover the goal difference once they start walloping these teams. They got Liverpool next. That's a dub. That's 14. No, we no, gotta no, no, can no, it. No, 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 you're live, you're can live can talking it. yourself back into it. You gotta we gotta it can it. We gotta can it. They lost to Fulham. They lost to Fulham. My boys, 3, Talk 2, to me about and 20. Fulham. They're done. Sheffield United, stamp them. West Brom, I'm also happy to stamp because I think West Brom are worse. I think West Brom are finishing 20th. I do. I will stand by that. Sheffield United will not finish 20th. Blade up! Um, Fulham, dude, I'm liking what Fulham's doing. Loftus Cheeks looking smooth. Lookman's looking smooth. Josh Maja. John Maja. Is it Josh or John? Josh, Josh right? Maja. Yeah. Josh Maja. Lookman coming back from the Panenka misery. Of months ago, that's good management by Scotty Parker. I didn't think that guy was ever going to play again. That's no, not true. No, Lookman's, he's, Lookman's a good player. That's not true. He's he's, he's yeah he's 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 very good. Um, Lookman's good. Um, Ariola is having a pretty pretty good season. Uh, he's somebody that I think if they were to go down would stay in the Premier League. Uh, and they've got they've got a um, what's his name? I think Harrison Reed. Yeah, Harrison Reed's a solid a solid player mm-hmm. in there as well. So they're. Mm-hmm. They're making it happen right now, and and, and, and um, mixing in what's his name, Decorva Reed, Bobby yeah. Bobby Decorva Reed. 
Uh, he's another really strong player. Up it's here, not so. even been a vintage Mitrovic season, which we thought was going to be their only hope. They are finding other ways to score. I don't know if he's hurt, but he's not even making the team at this stage. So, I mean, again, I don't know if I don't, I don't know if he's hurt, but for me, Fulham's a team on the rise, unbeaten in their last four. They got Crystal Palace next, who look very beatable, despite the fact that they just got that miraculous dub against Brighton. And Fulham, looking at the group ahead of them, they are three points off in Newcastle, who are actually in Had- not horrible form. Three points off on uh, with with goal differential in their pocket. Uh, so three points off Newcastle with goal differential in our pocket, four points off Brighton, six points off Burnley, and then we're you know starting to talk about Southampton. So we'll just leave it at those three that are in, you know, within two games so to speak. Mm-hmm. And goal differential could be on their side in all three of those matchups. They do have some gap to close on Brighton. Relegation battle is very much alive, James. Though I do think we can seal nineteenth and twentieth. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad we're there. I'm glad we're there. And looking at Fulham and then Newcastle right above the drop zone, that is setting up a spicy match week 38 showdown between the two of them. Unless, Patrick, unless... Campbell. The the only way Newcastle can draw draw themselves out of this is by getting rid of Mr. Bruce, Master Bruce. I think uh, they're going to need that new manager bounce sooner rather than later. Is he the most sackable manager in the Prem right now? Yeah. Yeah. Snackable, sackable, trackable. I don't think... um, I'm just looking at every other... Like, I don't think... Like, obviously, like, Chris Wilder, I think, and Scott Parker are going to ride... Like, those... That's They're their team. They're considered, like, doing a good job, which for Sheffield United is hilarious. But he's built up enough equity. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be Brucey. It's got to be Brucey. If it's not Brucey, then then it's Mourinho, no. I think. So it's yeah. definitely Brucey. Yeah. Yeah, then you're looking further up the table there. Yeah, Who do you think Klopp. they're bringing in? Sorry, what? It's not Klopp. It's not Klopp. <laughs> Have you Who's seen the-, the Liverpool fans who are like, maybe we start thinking about replacing them? It's just, it's Jesus, for, dude. Just relax, relax. Just let characters take though. Out. They should be, they should be winning these games. Make no mistake about it. Maybe not all of them, but mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. should be winning some of these games that they're losing, even with that situation. So, do we want to, do we want to make that walk down to Merseyside? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's wrap up the game. Arguably the game of the week for its historic result, but we did go a little Tarantino style, starting with. Maybe an unsung hero headline in Spurs West Ham, but here we are, folks, the meat and potatoes. Merseyside Derby. Uh, Everton capitalized on a depleted Liverpool, who actually beat RB Leipzig in midweek, which had, like, throwback frustration. It had, like, frustration I didn't know existed in me, and then I got the last remaining ghosts of that United loss to Leipzig out in midweek, mm. seeing, seeing how, like, average of a team they are. And, like, anyway, worst form Liverpool- of Klopp's Liverpool could just handle them. Yeah, yeah, like Klopp's fully depleted Liverpool, just routine 2-0. Anyway, um, so that to say they were maybe on a little bit of a renaissance, but Everton took advantage, and they got their first win at Anfield, Patrick, believe it or not, since 1999. That is insane to me. Yeah, because Liverpool's only been like... I mean, they've definitely had those moments in the Gerrard era, all that shit, but they've not been like so so dominant for more no, than like three years not at all it was the longest run for Everton of no away wins um again I just 
butchered that, but Liverpool was like their their uh, not just their biggest rival, but their like their bogey team. They couldn't get a win at Anfield out of all the other teams away in the league. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it just stung. Actually, and, and it's and like you could see what it meant after. Uh, and I'm not sure how many of these guys are from the academy, but uh, you know, Mason Holgate, Ben Davies, uh, even Seamus Coleman, Gilfie Sig- Gilfie Sigerson has never won at Anfield. You know, like that's. And I, he. he and I'm, from, I'm not sure from the they, other clubs that he played at, presumably as well. Probably it was a Seamus. One of them's been there forever. I think that's Coleman. Seamus, yeah, Coleman's Seamus has been, been there honest. forever. Uh, and and you know I think yeah I, I'm not remembering exactly whether it won at Anfield or won outright. I have no, to this is like what it was. It. This was yeah. yeah. Seamus Coleman was the only player in the squad to have flat out won in the Premier League against Liverpool, which was at Goodison in like 2010. Got it. Got it. He's got the it. only yeah. one who's experienced a Premier League dub against Liverpool. It's nuts. It is. It is. And, it's and little brother it, syndrome to the max. Right. Right. And um, yeah, it's it, it was a mar- remarkable result. Uh, Liverpool, I mean, just did did they switch off on the on the first goal, or was just was it just mm. a little bit of quality, a little bit of you know, was it Cosmoc hasn't been in the team? Yeah, it was a quality from James on that little half volley slot in Richarlison, but B Liverpool's backline has been reduced to was it Nathaniel Phillips and this Kabak guy who I'm not ready to make an opinion on yet, but let's just say the arrow is tilting down. And that's yeah. their makeshift that's their makeshift back line. So, you know, take nothing away from the moment. Amazing thing for Everton and Everton fans everywhere and a reason to celebrate, but it was probably the best opportunity they've had in a long time to go and get it. Obviously no fans in the stadium, depleted side. It, it was there for the taking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Credit to them. They're 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 a weird side because didn't they just lose to Fulham? Everton. Yeah. So they, I mean, they played Manchester City in between, but they had just lost to Fulham. They are a very they, strange side. Yeah, they just. Oh yeah! Wow. I mean, they they had to go from playing City right to Liverpool, so they they shook off two losses in a row. Fulham, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Full, yeah. yeah. Strange team, strange team. To sit to sit on seventh, they've got some some weird losses in their catalog. They got some 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 pretty decent results, some big wins. Mm-hmm. I think they're I think they're about right where they belong. Everton, yeah, they got great yeah. results for them. Yeah, I mean, with the highs riding out the highs and and suffering the lows, I think they are probably fair play right where they belong. Like you said, um, during the game, obviously Jordan Henderson picked up that pretty bad injury and you know tried to play on but it was pretty clear it wasn't going to go anywhere for him mm-hmm. um and Jurgen Klopp has just been reduced to very simple short declarative sentences like it's not good it's like Henderson what's up and he's like it's not good and that's how you know like where his mentality is with his players that he's losing looks like he's going to be out for 12 weeks where, where do you stand on sympathy for Liverpool's injury woes compared to other teams who go through injury injury difficulties like pretty regularly but Liverpool I don't know maybe it hits a little different I think what is like I as as much as yes every team goes through this you know I think that Liverpool have to own some accountability for only having three center backs in their entire squad to start the season you know that that leaves you very very vulnerable to something like this um 
and of course you bring up Nathaniel Phillips, who I think we've all seen like he doesn't if they're if they're going to be competing for a title, he doesn't belong on the field. Certainly not yet. Uh, and so I think they have to own that responsibility. But I don't know that I've ever seen like such an onslaught at like one specific area of the field. They just like kept they get, like injuries kept targeting and making it weaker mm-hmm. and weaker and weaker mm-hmm. and thinner and thinner and thinner. I don't know that I've ever seen that. Like and you, then you, you put might in lose like, like your center mid, yeah, and like Fabinho and Henderson fill in and they get injured. Yeah, and I think there's and so I have my sympathy is in is is mostly you know for the title race. You know I don't have sympathy for Liverpool Liverpool fans. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I have sympathy mm-hmm. for anyone who like and I, I mean it's a weird like I'm never going to root for somebody to get injured. I I just generally speaking. You want Part to see every team at their best, but you know that it's going to happen. So yeah, it's, it's not something I feel like bad about, you know, um, unless somebody was like, like, I feel like the only thing that I feel like real bad about is 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 the Van Dyke injury. Because one, he's one of the best players in the world. You just want to see him playing. Uh, and the way oh, in which Patrick, it happened was so avoidable. It was a damn shame there were no fans in there. Jordan Pickford just waltzed on in there and might, oh. have well, might as well have had his AirPods in. It was nope. a nice and, quiet afternoon for him. I love to shit on Pickford. Uh, he 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 had himself a game. He absolutely mm-hmm. had himself a game. Uh, I think saves he should make. I think he has that that goalkeeper syndrome of, you know, ball hit right at him. He's going to arch his back like he's you know, diving out of a uh, you know a lake at SeaWorld. But yeah, he that had a good game. Moment when, mm-hmm. just you know the the dolphin, you know the dolphin flip. You know what I'm talking about yeah. like pushing the ball over. Just the dolphin flip. Uh, if you could see. It's not great radio, but if you guys could see me right now, you know exactly what I was talking about. He's doing the dolphin flip. But no, I don't speak. I don't I don't necessarily feel bad for him, but it's 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 a shame. They're you know, they, they we, we talked we think I think that they have a pretty narrow window, this Liverpool team, and the way that they spend at the board level. Like I don't think that they had more than like really Klopp's contract, which I think is through twenty twenty three. So I think they have this in two more seasons and then all of those stars are in their 30s or they're getting there and it's the next era and you know do they do do they just kind of offload and rebuild like so i think we had a pretty narrow window at what could have could have been kind of certain maybe a flash in the pan but like a, a contender for like one of the one of the best premier league teams of all time and like a short you know if you're, if you're looking at like a four or five year span of like a team right uh, i i think that they could have been a contender for that and this year kind of derailed it but again I think that you can ask questions. I think you can ask question of Klopp, uh, refusing to play people in their position uh, and playing people out of their position. Uh, didn't necessarily think that that was the way to go. Uh, not really having too much of a, a change to anything, uh, to tactics. You know, I mean, actually, you start to see a little bit of a tactical change, which is Trent Alexander-Arnold and uh, it was Andrew Robertson playing a lot more tucked in. They don't have the same liberties to go forward because they need that coverage. That you just need to start protecting right. your backs, yeah. And so you've now taken these players who are, let's be real, they're glorified they're they're they're, they're glorified wingers playing playing at fullback. And you've you've, well, you've handed maybe down. more applicable to one than the other. <laughs> but well, uh yeah, at point I mean, they're both like they're both like Incredible crossers of the ball. I mean, Trent certainly, I think, is a little bit more more attacking. But Rob, Robertson's no slouch attacking. I, I I put him right near the top of attacking fullbacks in the league. No, I was saying you might be you might be slagging off his defensive abilities a little bit there. But I, I you know obviously Trent Alexander Arnold's been going through a rough patch uh, defending wise. But it just goes to show sure, sure. what kind of I, I, it's the opposite it's the opposite of Man United's midfielders who need to protect our center backs. It goes to show what Liverpool's fullbacks can yeah. do when in between you've got Virgil Van Dijk. 
I guess I'm less saying no yeah. that they're bad defenders and more, more so saying, like, they are at their best. Like, how many times would, like, Trent whip a ball in, nobody would get it, and then Robertson would just be on the other side of the 18 yeah. and just whip it oh, right yeah, yeah, back. Oh, yeah, no. I, and it's just, I, like, I totally having them both so high up the field is what made them so good, and they basically run a line of five or five across the top, and then Firmino would kind of drop into the midfield, balance with those two center midfielders, and then you had two center backs in the back that would cover everything. Cover everything, and they were beasts. And so what Klopp did is he changed tactics and I think changed the identity of the team. And so I think you could be critical of him for that. I think you'd absolutely be critical for them of that. They're, they're Liverpool Football Club. They shouldn't be losing at home uh, to Brighton. You know, maybe on their current team, they, they shouldn't, you know, Man City, fair enough. Uh, but Leicester, they got embarrassed. And they're losing these games and just like, well, like Allison's losing his head. It's, it's just crazy. They're just it's unraveling. A team. It's a team searching for answers. And obviously Klopp on the field, off the field, going through a lot. It feels like he's got a stopgap um, in mm-hmm. place. And then another injury pops up. So it, it, feels a little, it feels a little out of the norm the way other teams go through injury crises. I think the way you put it was nice where it's like, it's not, I've never seen it so isolated in one certain position on the field. Where like you bring in Fabinho and Henderson midfielders to fill that, and then they get injured. Maybe it's time to start questioning Klopp's coaching of center backs that leave them dangerous or in danger. People don't, you know, yeah. stay woke on that one. But it wasn't too yeah, long ago, Patrick. I, I don't want to do a little revisionist history. It wasn't too long ago where we were saying, I believe it was when they trounced Leicester at home. Um, where we were saying, there wow, were look at look yeah. at Liverpool. Like they have injury problems, but they keep playing the same style of play. Maybe they just got beat down into submission. Where, like you said, it was one one change too many that they had to um, take a different tactical approach, and it's finally kind of yeah. catching up to them. Yeah, and yeah, a hundred percent. And I did just I, I was able to pull this up. Leicester City, who I think believe now sit third in the table. Um, Soyuncu missed sixteen games. Uh, James Madison missed four. Uh, Daniel Amarte missed 17. Dennis Prayet's been out out till April. R- Ricardo Pereira's missed 25 games. Uh, mm-hmm. James Justin missed time. Wilfred Ndidi missed 16 games. Jamie Vardy missed eight games. Johnny Evans missed eight games. Castagna missed 18 games. Like, tell me that they haven't been affected by it, and they right. don't have they don't have the resources. They've made it work, and so you got to give credit to that team, whether it's the team spirit, the mentality, the managers, the way that they're able to kind of have a next man up mentality. It works. Liverpool's depth was always their Achilles heel. This isn't a surprise. It was just, it hit them. And so, yes, it's a shame, but we've been talking about the depth of this team for two seasons. They've had it's two true. transfer As I was to touting to them this. for first place, I was also criticizing the depth. Mm-hmm. It was, it was their, in my opinion, still to this day, they would they would be champions of this league without injuries, but they just had no margin for error. I'm also on that homer take. Yeah. I'm not wrong. The world just changed. <laughs> there was a material change. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, battle for the title. It's about. It's a full-fledged battle for fourth place for our dear friends at the cop. Patrick. Yeah, never in a million years. Mm-mm. Men of culture. I've got two. Mm. I've got Hit two me. for you. First off, people aren't realizing that when Ronald Koeman's Barcelona faced off against Pochettino's PSG in the Champions League, it was actually the Southampton Bowl. They both didn't those, realize that. Both they those really coaches didn't. coached Southampton. How insane is that? 
That's that's great. That was like the wasn't there some stat that like half the players in the Champions League final played for Stoke or something last year? That's a great yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um how many players who have once played for Stoke scored in the Champions League knockout round or something like that? Mm-hmm. Those roots run so good. deep, Patrick. Do you have a men of culture or should I just I do, but mine's one. a little bit longer, so why don't you go for yours? Mine's a little longer, too. Mine is a look around at the other top five leagues. Okay, maybe I'll go first, then. Which feels like a transition to the next. Jesus. Segment. Okay. Uh, all right. Men of culture. Fans will be allowed back in the stadium, according to Bru- uh, Boris Johnson's state-of-the-art new plan. As of May 17th, up to 10,000 supporters or 25% capacity, whichever comes first. May 17th, Patrick, that is exclusively for match week 38. <laughs> Jesus. No, I didn't I didn't watch the um the Boris Johnson presser. Um did did he do this plan in Cran as well or did he get this one laminated? No, he actually um acted it out through an interpretive dance. Oh, great. Great. I actually wouldn't mm-hmm. need to watch that. Send yeah, me the link. Must watch. It's must watch. All right. But uh, yeah, I mean, Fulham versus Newcastle, the aforementioned game. It would be nice to get some stadiums packed into Craven Cottage. Oh, some fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that'll probably be everything that's on the line when it's all when it comes down to it. Is that last that last mm-hmm. spot? I hope mm-hmm. it comes down. I hope I hope there's something to play for. Match week thirty eight. There always we can't. Is. Yeah, there's always something. We, we can't just hang our hats on the top four race. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something. All right, what do you got? So, you know how I've been saying, James, this table's just crazy this year. Table's crazy. You haven't said that once. Let's play back the tape. We'll show that I did not perjure myself. But in any case, I wanted to see if this was a trend throughout other top five leagues. And James, lo and behold, I found some interesting things. So France. Please do tell. Who would you expect to be winning in France? Of course, first place, Liel, 58 points. Whoa, Nicolas Pepe's place, home, home ground. Yeah, second place, Lyon on 55 points. PSG is in, in third, 54 points. Monaco just below them at 52. So you have four teams within six points of each other. Wow. So Tuchel was really doing a fuck you lap uh, this season over at PSG. Yeah, he was really holding that team together. Uh, and then we fly over the pond. Uh, it's just a it's a weird path on the on the plane to Spain. Some kind of pond, yeah. And so yeah, we're always we're always used to seeing uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona at the top. Uh, not necessarily a stranger to this position, but always the third the third the middle child, so to speak, in the discussion. Uh, Atletico Madrid is top of the table with the game in hand. They have fifty five points. Considering what I just saw on the field from them, baffling. Baffling. I think they'd rather win the league. I think if they can win the league, that is absolutely massive for them. Uh, they, they, I think, they've got two losses, and four. Oh, sure thing, sure thing. It's massive for them. But if you're looking at a team consisting of Mason Mount and Jorginho and an old Aspilicueta, and you're treating them like 2009 Barcelona, it, it, I hold my hand up on that one. Asking, asking some questions. I just, I just trust Atletico Madrid to pull it out. I just think that they're backing them for their way. Talk about, I love it. Pro- Practical football. Anyway, uh, Real Madrid, 52 points, three points off the pace. Remember, Atletico's got a game in hand. Barcelona on 50, and then Sevilla's in the mix at 48. So another one that's a little bit mixed up. Going to Italy, James. Who's usually on the top of the table there? Mm, Juventus. 
Yes, but no. Top of the table, Inter, 53 points. Antonio Conte's Inter, Premier League 2. He's got the whole squad over there. And then their counterparts, Milan, 49 points. Juventus is all the way down to 45 points, 8 points off the pace. Roma, Atalanta, Lazio, right in the mix as well. Mm-hmm. But at another table, mm-hmm. things getting screwy. Over in Germany. Who Across the who, other pond. We here on Prem to Prem fly private, baby. We can fly over the ocean on every flight. Doesn't matter. Don't discriminate, Bob. It's a water. It's electric. No fuel. Anyway, Germany. Who do we expect Flying on top, on James? beans. Sorry, what? Who do we expect on top of the Bundesliga? Uh, Dusseldorf Bayern Munich of course uh, and they are there they are there James Bayern talking about just a vacuum for all the talent in the league but Bayern's only on 49 points whereas RB Leipzig mm. is on 40, 47 points and then you have Wolfsburg Eint Frankfurt and Leverkusen in the mix and then Dortmund is 13 points off the pace in 6th wow. place so useless a team lot that of crazy things going on across Europe this year is a wild card. It's all up for the taking. It's all about cojones on the table. Who's got the biggest ones and who's willing to go? Patrick, get the if gold. you could offer up a guess in one cogent thought of why this is a trend this season, what would it be? Have you got to say fixture congestions slash? COVID, but mostly fix your congestions because I think you're getting less time to prepare, more the chances of injury. Do a better job of preparing. No, I, I, I would say I, I, I do think that. Yeah, well, I think that if you could set if you can set up a better team more thoroughly, you give that better team a, a, a better chance to kind of exert their dominance. So I think that, that has something to do with it. it, and I think that you have more rotation, more injuries, more people missing time. It's just that's that's been the that's been the case at least kind of in the anecdotal experience. I, I feel like there's more injuries. I don't have the stats to back that up, but I just think that you're getting surely the plan. Nothing's going according to plan for any team, which means it's just just left to see who's going to pick up the pieces the best and who can just kind of get on. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, freak of the week, Patrick. My freak of the week is our friend Tammy Abraham. Over at Chelsea, the Blues. Uh, Tammy Abraham, reported by David Ornstein today, is not interested in discussing an extension to his contract while the club is looking to sign Erling Holland. Um, mm. So, mm. on one hand, I love the fact that he's, you know, keeping his options open, and if they bring in Holland, like there's some business sense to this. But I love the fact that he thinks this is good. Like, if there's any play here for him to like. You know, guys, if you want to negotiate with me, you know, we got to talk without this Holland guy. Like, thinking that that's going to work. Yeah, get this clown out of the room so we can talk. Yeah. Tammy Abraham. <laughs> if, if there's any sense of that, which I think there is, he deserves a freak of the week, and that's why he's getting it. I mean, this man wants playing time, and I respect that. He could easily just grab the contract now and then just not play. But, Which I think is kind of freak move, not doing that. It but is. You grab the contract and get yourself loaned out to Southampton. It's freakish yeah. for not taking care of that bank account, a.k.a. his future Secure family, a.k.a. Tammy Abraham doesn't care about his family. Freak of the week. Mm, mm. I mean, okay. Chelsea, what are you going to do? 
Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? My Freak of the Week is phony fake accents, something we would never stoop to a level of here on Prem de la Prem. Never done it, never will. But apparently, Jaden Sancho does. Let's go ahead and listen to the clip. The motivation. Um, I think we know what we're capable capable of, and you know the the recent weeks haven't been so good, and we haven't got the results we wanted. But I think we showed the fans in the last two games that um, we're still fighting, and it's not over to the end. And you know, um, yeah. And just so we're not crazy, this is what he actually sounds like. Let's go ahead and listen to that one too. You know, because I know everyone's watching, especially for the fans. Especially if it's cold, I don't want them to just to come support us. I want them to go home smiling and be happy that they came out today and watch us win. I'm just trying to, you know, just to be a winner and just have that winning mentality every game I go into. All I can really surmise from that is he's he's got a bet going with Holland or someone who's not on camera. That, that, that's the only thing I can take away from that. It's ludicrous. Maybe he's like seeing how Holland talks and seeing that it looks like his transfer is going to get done mm-hmm. be like maybe if I just sound like him people might want to sign me too Patrick I, I will admit th- this is probably my biggest flaw as a human being I have a terrible habit of if I'm talking to someone who speaks with an accent whether it's Spanish, English whatever, I will subconsciously mimic their accent in conversation with them it's is it not like good. A, is it's it like not a, good. Is it like an imitation? Is this a serious form of flattery, or are you just like trying? I think are you it, to like just match it. I mean, like a not not to like not a, to back like a, myself. I think like it is bird like to make them feel more comfortable. It comes off as very insulting, and it it hasn't helped me in my personal professional career. Just to be clear, you're keeping this in your head, yeah. Sorry, what? You're keeping this in your head. What do you mean? Like you 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 don't like actually speak out in their accent like no, I back do. to people. I sh- I surely do. You do. Yeah. Stick around for the next time you and I meet a uh, a foreigner. It'll blow your mind. That certainly will. I, I, I it just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Come travel with me to Europe, baby. <laughs> I will say I did do a British accent more when I lived in London. I think you just around uh, it more. You want to sound yeah. like that. Yeah. It's no, a cool accent. You, you certainly do. That's how it goes. Anyway, that was a little thing about me. Goal of the week. Sponsored by Solar.com. They are the goal of the week sponsor. Patrick, who are you praying on this week? Oh, James, we have a lot to choose from. Many great goals, but the Solar.com most reliable goal, most accurate number goal is going to Bruno Fernandez from two weeks ago. The vo- the volley he hit. I forget who who were they playing in that game. Was that the um, what game was that? Was that West West, West Brom? Brom? Yeah, West Brom. Yeah, the famous West Brom on yeah. his weak foot. Not sure if he's even got one of those. But side volley on a full on cross. Clean, clean strike. Clinical. You like that goal, huh? Oh, it's just a perfect. Oh, so reliable, so trustworthy. Right in the corner. Just like Solar.com. Just like (laughs) Solar.com. Beautiful, Patrick. I had a few thoughts. I'm not going from two weeks ago. I'm going from the most recent recent game week. I was thinking Adama Traore, but I think that was technically an own goal. 
Mm-hmm. So Melier caught with his trousers down, getting hit off the old rump. Uh, I was actually I was thinking about the Minamino uh, goal for Southampton, who's he suddenly discovered his form there. He did like a double sit down. Yeah, he said first the, the Chelsea keeper, defender yeah. and then Mendy. I thought that was pretty smooth. It was nice. I'm going Patrick with Stewart Dallas Texas Texas strong. His goal was strong against Southampton. Also Southampton. Um, oh, crazy outside of the boot swerving left foot dinger into Alex McCarthy's net. I think the more you watch it, the more you appreciate it for the kind of crazy swerve that he got on it. Yeah, he was like, it was, it looked like he kind of ran out of options and he just absolutely hit a pearl shot mm-hmm. of his life. Mm-hmm. Great goal. When absolutely I saw it live, goal. I thought it was a toe poke, but it was very Same. much intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one I was like, I mean, well done. Just smash it, but no, really clean finish. There's a lot of quality in that Bielsa side. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Sure is. Oh, th- thinking of contracts and Tammy Abraham, uh, Bielsa said he is not playing hardball with Leeds by refusing to sign a new contract. He only focuses on football during the season, and he will reconsider it after the final game. He's not going anywhere. He said, he said something this week where it was like, people think that I brought leads the premier league like leads like like leads allows me to manage in the premier league or something long like that long like, may it continue long yeah, may it continue yeah i i I'd, I'd love for him to like obviously i don't think i don't think it'll be this year but in 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 the next couple of years get into europe get a little bit more money rafinha could get them a nice little bag that they could reinvest mm-hmm. uh, so if they could get i'd like to see him establish himself and establish his team with a little bit higher quality of player uh, yeah. than we're used to, and that's nothing well against against the quality that they have. But uh, you know, because I think they're absolutely maximizing their talents. He's got so many players that are on side. That's just so cool to see. It's so yeah. cool to see how many players are on fully bought and they're in, always on side. It's just it's amazing. It's amazing. No, that is why I think like we, we talk about him as a manager, and we we do you know kind of like joke joke because he's he's. You know the squatting and the the, the pacing and all of that. He's, he's he's got some meme qualities to him as well, but man, he's got such such an ability to get people yeah. to play for him that I've, it's it's so rare. It really is. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Patrick, why don't you send us home? The dirty D, the district. Mm. Mm. It's district time. It's district district time. It is. I got a few. Meatballs. I have a couple parlays. So maybe that's going to be the stonk or the um, the crock, I should say. Uh, but my lock of the week, my lock of the week, I'm betting on Fulham. I'm betting on Fulham. Fulham is plus 125 to win at Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace did just get that dub at Brighton. But if you had watched that game, that was about the biggest smash and grab I've seen in quite some time. Uh, that 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 result the palace just only got. a benteke half volley unreal made that result appropriate do yourself a favor and go look up the stats of that game it is one of those fifa memes where like 28 shots one goal three shots two goals like 75 25 percent possession yeah. uh, and i love what fulham's doing right now and at plus 125 i want to get you guys some of those sweet tendies get those tendies cooking again for you a few crocs for your pleasure Tottenham and Burnley to draw is plus 300. 
which I love. Arsenal to beat Leicester. Kind of feels like a game where Ooh, Arsenal has wow. a little bit of a okay. rebound. Leicester, you know, I don't know. There is there's something different about Leicester, sure, but plus one ninety. I like the way that Arsenal's been playing. By and large, not against City, but by and large, I like the way they've been playing, and I think Leicester will give them the space to play in. They smack leads with a similar type of approach, but Leicester will be keeping a little bit tighter. Plus one ninety, meat bally for me. Um, Everton at Southampton. You know, earlier in the season, I was betting on Everton until they proved me wrong. Right now, I'm betting against Southampton until they prove me right. So, Everton plus 120 to get the dub over Southampton. I also like Leeds plus 130 over Aston Villa, simply because Villa, sadly, without uh, Jack Grealish, um, mm. I think they're going to have trouble True. doing much offensively, but they're very stout defensively, so who knows? True. I'll give you two Crocs, James. How about that? Okay. Two Crocs for you. And then I I'll choose earlier, the one. I'll choose yeah, the one that they should take. The one that you shouldn't take, but your bonus crock is West Ham's like plus 1,100 to beat City. Uh, but not going to happen. 0-0 zero, zero in the Chelsea-Manchester United game is plus 950. No one wants that, Patrick. We're taking West Ham. Ride it. Diamond hands. Plus 1,100. Two teams show up on the day. One team's got a 33% chance of winning. I like that better than plus 1,100. That's my reason. I'm sticking with it. Okay, well, my second one is a five-team parlay, and that is Manchester City over West Ham, which you might have a different opinion of now. Um, Brighton to beat West Brom, Tottenham to beat Burnley. I do think they actually win that game. I just like the idea of them drawing. Liverpool cool. to get Very back contrarian. on the... Meatballs are meatballs, James. I'm hedging my meatball with a crock. It's perfectly reasonable cooking. Uh, Liverpool to get back in winning ways against Sheffield United. If they can't get this one done, boy, oh boy. And then Everton again to beat Southampton. That's about a plus 1,000 right there. Or, Interesting. Yeah, plus 1,000. 10 to 1 odds on that. Interesting. Beautiful. Beautiful, Patrick. Way to send it home. And we are going to send you guys home right back to Mama's house. Thank you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure when we can get on the mic and we will come back to you guys with more regularity. We promise. Patrick promises. He won't do it again. He's already apologized to me off the air. But let's not worry about that. Let's only look forward to the future and the next time we can be together where we will recap Match Week 26. Goodbye. What's up, Prem Heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.